Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. Good morning. Boogie Monster AM. Boogie brunch. Yeah, boogie brunch, rise and shine. Oh boy. I had brunch yesterday. Oh normally yeah? I don't where at? Normally we went out. We did a got up and went to the went into town and had a brunch at a place called uh, Gravy. Gravy, that's a good name for a brunch. Spot. It was, and I had a biscuit and veggie, you know, still doing my veggie thing, but like mm-hmm. I because you know you gotta get the biscuits and gravies. Like you gotta finish it first. Yeah. Like it's gonna. We were by the door too, so I'm like, this stuff is gonna mm-hmm. harden. Uh, but I, <laughs> what's that got to do with it? Well, it's gonna get cold. The door. It's cold. There's a draft. Okay. It's cold up here. <laughs> Maybe folks in Los Angeles uh, order biscuits and gravy outside, and you're fine. This was. We're, I was by the door. I'm like, this isn't gonna last long. So I housed it. Mm-hmm. Uncomfortable. That sounds like a a complaint or observation your grandmother would make. I don't want to sit by the door. I don't want my gravy to get cold. It, it, it makes my drinks cold. It makes my gravy hard. <laughs> you know what? That really that really hardens my gravy, I'll tell you. If we're going for country, so how was it? country fried phrases, that really hardens my gravy. Uh, was it good? Uh, good gravy? Good gravy Good today? gravy. Oh, good gravy. It was. You know, I know, I know, I know the substitutions I made, but... It felt this. This sounds like I'm throwing shade at it, but I'm not. It felt like a, mm-hmm. like a thick cream of mushroom soup. Okay, yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that. I, I like I like cream of mushroom soup. I eat it like soup mm-hmm. instead of just an ingredient, which is what people use it for. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, buddy! Yeah, you could totally make good uh, vegetarian gravy. Now I don't know about vegan, but like you could uh, just with butter. Yeah, with butter and flour and milk. You could totally make a good gravy. Yeah, you big, season that big up. Big old mushroom and onion chunks in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good time. How was the biscuit? I mean, good to me. I only got one. They gave yeah. me a giant plate, bunch of gravy, one biscuit. I'm like, I should have gotten the two biscuits. Mm. <laughs> but that's how I started my day. It was rough. I was feeling rough after that. I had to come home. That take boy a nap. there is all gravy and no biscuit. <laughs> I like all. But you better. You better get another biscuit on that plate, son. <laughs> I like all cattle, no hat. Yeah. 
Or no, sorry, all hat, okay. no cattle. That one, yeah. Yeah, that one. And I, I grew up on all hat, no cowboy. All hat, no cowboy. He's yeah. all hat, all hat, no cowboy. <laughs> but yeah, did a did oh, a man. show, did a midnight show last night. Real, okay. real lost cause. Midnight on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, no good. Just, well, I mean, it was just a goof around show. I yeah. Uh, it yeah, it was. What what are you? I even when an audience is there for that, I'm like, what are you here for? Yeah, well, don't you have something better to do? <laughs> In Atlanta, um, I think they still have. But when I was there, uh, we started not we, but I was among the crew that kind of helped get that show. I didn't have anything to do with it as far as running it, but I, I would do it a lot. We had the one a.m. show, and I think they're still doing Is that it. Relapse? One a.m. on. Uh, it, it was at Relapse at a time. I think now it's at Smith's Old Bar. Yeah, but, um, okay. Technically Sunday morning, but late Saturday night, 1 a.m. And sometimes the show was incredible because, you know, people, Atlanta's a, a party town. People on their way home from doing whatever they were doing, yeah. they'd uh, swing, swing by the show. And there were some fun times at a 1 a.m. show. Now, there were weeks where there were three people there, and those people were almost asleep. But, uh, you know, yeah. on a good night, it was fun. I shouldn't. I, I could have gotten... I, there's shows where, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to just kind of see if I can goof around, and there just was not a vibe. Like, I, I'm mm. like, oh, I do not have it tonight. I rarely have the yeah. goof around, like, no script. <laughs> crowd with it. But, like, the DJ looked just like the guy that started QAnon on 4chan. <laughs> and I'm like, look at this guy. It looks like that. I'm like, oh, nobody saw that movie. You know, I just look like a jerk. And I just made fun of the DJ. And I look like an asshole. <laughs> Oh, well. What are you going to do, you know? Uh, everything else good? Was. Had some... Yeah. I, I fucked up my whole body playing top golf. How'd you do that? I was, I was swinging too hard. Mm. I just wanted it too bad, Dave. <laughs> You're was, too much of a competitor. I was, you know, they put your name up on the leaderboard like bowling. It was there with <laughs> Rachel's whole family. I had I had two good swings right in the beginning. I'm like, you know what? This is going to be my day. And then suck shit the rest of the day. Now explain to me again what top golf is. I, I'm I've heard you talk about it, and I've heard other oh, people talk about it. But it's it's a good time. It's there. It's more than just a driving range, right? It's a driving range, but then there's targets. Like there's okay, like pits out in the area, mm-hmm. not just a hole, but like a whole like open area of the ground with netting over mm-hmm. it. And I don't know if there's a sensor in the ball. There's a sensor in the ball, so it tells you how fast, how high it goes, and then if it lands in those things, you get points depending on where it lands out on the driving range, on the range. Okay, okay. And it's, so it's fun. And it's like you don't even have to be good. There's targets that are right in front. It gives you some points for distance and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's fun for screwing around. And you get, you get your own little like stall like you would at a bowling alley. And they got mm-hmm. food and drink. It's a good time, buddy. That sounds fun. It is. Fun. I would enjoy that. I would also enjoy a baseball version of that. If you had a batting cage that uh, that wasn't just the narrow cage, but had more of an open space, and then you could maybe there was a screen or something, and it told you how far that ball would have went. That would, that'd be fun. I've never been to a batting cage. You've never been to a batting cage. I, oh, I, I'm uh, scared of them. It's so fun. I, I get, like, the phobia of facing live pitching as far as, like, well, I don't know that if this guy's going to throw it over the plate. He might bean me. But uh, a lot of these batting cages, you know, they're just obviously using the pitching machines, and, and most yeah. of them are 
dead on accurate. You know, there's really not, unless there's a malfunction or something, there's really not much of a threat of it hitting you. And it's just a matter of getting in there and figuring out your timing. But, oh, dude, I think you'd, I think you'd like it. And, you know, a lot of them have 90-mile-an-hour mile cages, which is damn near impossible to hit. But then you can go in, like, the 40-mile-an-hour, you know, the kid version where, you you know, it's real I, real doable. Uh, yeah, well, I talk – this is – I mean, you're going to think I'm a huge puss. I played catch with a real baseball once and lost it in the sun, <laughs> and it hit me in the face. I've never touched a real oh. baseball since then. <laughs> Like if I'm at no, a I, if I'm at I a baseball that. game and it's going in the stands, I'm like, get it the fuck away from me! I'll throw a baby in front of that ball. <laughs> Terrified. Oh, it's so much fun! It's there. Literally, that is my probably number one favorite recreational activity. If I have access to a real field and uh, a handful of buddies and a bucket of balls, dude, I'm a happy camper. We used to do that all the time about yeah. five years ago. Me and Singer, Billy Wayne Davis, a few other folks would just go out. We had a couple of spots like in Glendale. Just go out there like on a Tuesday around noon when everybody's at work or school and just go out there and one guy pitch, one guy hit, a few people in the outfield shagging flies. Oh, dude, that's literally one of my favorite Do you think Zachary Dave has a softball league in his future? Oh, I I think that might have to happen. I think uh, that would be a good time. Might be out there. I know they did. I know Chicago had a. Comedy softball league, and I think the people yeah. were playing in L.A. for a bit. I'm not sure where they go. Yeah, I think there was a baseball. There was a co-ed baseball. League. <laughs> Is that what it was? Baseball. Uh, yeah, River Butcher was a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, There's several. Oh yeah, they're huge baseball were, fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, my, man. My, Good times. I need you to get out there. Yeah, we, we did that, and then. Um, Oh, they they had those like the good go karts next to it, the K one race carts, and we went in there. The wait was too long, but there's some kid, like little kid, but you could tell like, oh, this is your dad's trying to put you into the into NASCAR or stock car because that's what they. I mean, they started him off in go karting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this kid was just driving like a little bitch, like just ramming people, like just. Be, you know, hey, Rubin's racing, man, just being a little mm-hmm. sick. But it's like kids' birthday parties and shit out there. Like, this isn't the time for it. <laughs> and then he gets out, and his, like, dad's getting him an ice pack for his hands and stuff. It's like, yeah, stop ramming people. Like, I, yeah. I can't imagine that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but who knows? I, you know, I don't know. But the dad was wearing, like, the race car driving shoes. Like it was clearly a family. It was clearly a family activity. I was always envious of kids that were exposed to like niche sports like that. Yeah. Because some of those, when you see, I mean, like a NASCAR driver, they didn't just start doing that in high school or college. Like they yeah. grew up with it. But I, I always thought that yeah, would be it was so go karts cool. and then the mini, the things with the big fin on top of them, the dirt track things mm-hmm. and stock cars. Man, I love that shit. I used to, I think I told you this, but I grew up in Woodstock, Georgia, about, I probably lived about five, six miles from the Dixie Speedway. And people in uh, North Georgia might know the Dixie Speedway out on Highway 92. But every Saturday night, it was just like Bush League, Minor League, NASCAR. Yeah. And uh, every Saturday night, it was just popping off. And five miles away at my home, you could hear it. You could hear those engines roar. And that was just, I always loved just being outside in the yard or something on Saturday night. And like, wait, you hear that? 
oh my god, it's so loud. But like Listen literally five boy, six yeah. miles away, just just really hear them just getting on it. And uh, oh man, that was that was the place to be. I used to go there every now and then, especially in high school, we'd go out there more often. But man, just watching fucking just homemade cars, just you know. They looked like shit, just MacGyvered together. Yeah. Just patchwork together, but man, just watching those things just haul ass. That's, I, 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 I'm not a huge NASCAR guy, but I get how people get obsessed with that stuff. I mean, it's speed, it's racing. Yeah. It's I, I think that's such a that's such a primal, instinctual thing, I think. At least maybe in American boys, but just not only car, but like when I was seven to about ten my favorite act uh, you, let's race anybody any new friend yeah. anybody you want to race let's race foot race from here to there let's go just that need to race i need to be first let's see foot how fast race, we can get bike go. race yeah mhm well that yeah i was obsessed with speed foot speed uh for a few years and then that tr- uh segued into speed. um uh, uh uh vertical leap how I'm high i could jump with foot speed <laughs> I was. Like, let's see how fast you could go. I bet I could beat you. I told you about when I used to get new sneakers when I was a little bitty kid. I remember multiple times, like, I'd go get new school shoes or something. And uh, before we could purchase them, I had to go out on the sidewalk and sprint up and down the sidewalk to see if these made me faster. Yeah, you got to do some side-to-side, see how the Mm -hmm. grip is. Yeah. And I'd come back in and be like, yeah, these are good. Let's, Let's go ahead and pull the trigger on these. I like these. You just blew them out up and down the sidewalk. These aren't going to work. Yeah. It's good times, man. Well, had my priorities when I was a kid. You still got to have them, man. Oh. I get it. What's uh, what, yeah. what's happening with you today? I mean, we, we got AM. Did you eat a breakfast? What time do you get up, Dave? Are you an early riser? I'm a fairly early. I get up around eight. Really? Yeah. Good for you. Eight AM. Yeah. Yeah. I go to bed about two. I only sleep about six hours. I probably should sleep more, Oof, but yeah, I usually stay up till about two. I'm up around eight. I haven't been eating breakfast to answer your question. I, I'm doing the uh, back on the um, intermittent fasting, so I don't eat till noon. Noon to eight is my window. I think I've been intermittent intermittent fasting without even realizing it because I don't, I don't start my day <laughs> till about eleven thirty, and then everything yeah. closes around here at eight. Mm-hmm. What time do you go to bed normally? It's all. I was trying to get in bed before midnight. And then that fell apart last night. Yeah, last night we closed out the bar, and then it took forever. These, I mean, if I can do old man bitching real quick, sure. I mean, if there's anywhere you could do old man bitching, I know, but I realize it's not entertaining to listen to. And I get that, like, I get gas prices are high, but like, all right, we're taking a lift back, and it took us like forty minutes with like this ride. You know, it's seventeen minutes, it's twelve minutes, it's nineteen minutes. Mm -hmm. It's a Saturday night. I get it, but then they like. Then one finally, like, all right, it's here, and I got charged a waiting fee. Hmm. Because the guy had to sit there for like a minute and a half. I'm like, bitch, I've been waiting for forty minutes for somebody to show up. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Either way, I was just like, all right, get your money where you can get it. Everybody, got- I had a weird fee last night myself with with Lyft. We went out last night, and they uh, when I dialed up the Lyft. It was like, uh, you know, I don't know, $19 uh, if, you know, when they're here 16 minutes from now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and then it was $24 for them to arrive two minutes from now. And I was like, well, I'm ready to get going. Let's, let's splurge and get that yeah. uh, express delivery. And I queued that up and it said, you know, two minutes, $24, whatever. 
and I, I queued it up, and then it's like, all right, your driver will be here in 18 minutes. Yeah. But the price was still the, the, the high price. I was like, okay. It's uh, that's a weird thing to like complain. Like, I'm not going to get customer service on the horn and be like, mm, but still. The same. But, but it's like, oh, you know, you guys were this like heaven sent thing for wanting to go out and have drinks. And I know that gas is ridiculous, but it's, it's, it's a little true. It's a little outlandish. We had some, we had some wild have, ones too. We had some wild one guy. For it's stu- my question was, what's your favorite? He started like, oh, you like Chinese food? He was an Asian fella. He's like, yeah, my favorite Chinese restaurant in Portland is. And then that got into him talking about why Russia isn't bad, and that <laughs> Ukraine has Nazis. Like it, fuck, like quick. He got to it quick. Wow. From like. Oh, this Chinese restaurant's good. You know, there's this vlogger. He's like 6'5", but he married an Asian woman. But he would vlog in China, and then it went off onto, like, how China and Russia are actually the good guys. And, like, I literally was, like, waiting for a point to be like, but what was the name of the Chinese restaurant? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and the guy kept missing turns. Like, I'm like, oh, here, this is it's just a wild card here. Oh, Missing turns because he's talking about how the Ukrainian armed forces yeah. are Nazis. I'm like, buddy, you can either have your conspiracy theory and get me there the correct way, or you could be very pleasant to talk to and maybe miss an occasional turn. You can't be both. You can't be nuts and yeah. fucking up the ride. <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot. And I forgot the name of the Chinese restaurant too. I want to look it up now. Oh man. Yeah, some of those I had. We had one last night on the on the ride home. Real nice fella, but just couldn't read the room. Just you know, just <laughs> yeah, mowing through conversation, Can't and we were both tired and not in the mood. And just he just talking about how he knows every taco joint in L.A. And some people, some people from New York, they they get in my car. And one guy said, "I'll give you three hundred dollars. You just tell me your top five tacos." And I was like, "Boy, this is a fascinating story." And then I asked. <laughs> I was like, well, can I get that list for free? And then he laughed and then segued into another conversation. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're the taco concierge. I get it. Yeah, okay then. Oh, man. Where'd you, yeah, what, we, uh, where'd you see? We had a night. We had a night last night. Uh, went out and saw, uh, I love this band. I've, I've been a fan of this band for years. Southern Culture on the Skids. That's a good kind name. Kind of a niche band. Yeah, um, a lot of people refer to them as Scots for short, but uh, kind of a rockabilly slash surf guitar. I love that old Dick Dale style surf guitar, sure, but a lot sure. of surf guitar, a little bit of rockabilly, you know, a little kind of. Um, I was describing them to Katie as like a white trash B fifty twos, just fun, <laughs> just kind of fun party dancey band, you know, just just good yeah. vibes. But um, yeah, just. Uh, Love this band. <laughs> Went to the show. Uh, cool venue. The same venue I saw Sarah Shook and the Disarmers a few months ago. Uh, Zebulon in Silver Lake. Okay. Uh, it's funny. Awesome Rachel's, Rachel's playing some music getting ready. I'm like, who is this? This is good. It was Sarah Shook and the Disarmers. Oh, love, love, yeah. love her. Love, yeah, love them. Mm-hmm. Um, so excited to go to the show. Beautiful venue. We get there. Mm-hmm. And just such a good vibe, like in between bands. We missed the opening band. We got there right between the the headliner and the, and the opening band. And just you know, 
just that crossover, and they, they had some music going, yeah. and the lights were going, and you know we've got a couple of joints in us, and just really having a night on out on the town. And uh, and again, this is a band I've seen and been a fan of. You know, we're not seeing Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> you know, this wasn't wasn't Morbid Angel, but they started their set, and immediately just Katie and I were like, "Whoa, that's so loud!" Yeah. I guess I'm officially old because it was painfully loud like and i've been to shows i've been going to shows for 30 years i bet you i've seen a thousand live shows and we we lasted like 30 minutes and i asked the bartender if they had earplugs and they were out of earplugs go put a little toilet like, paper in here i yeah we should have probably that's tried what I, that that's what i did last week i went I, when i saw r.i.p and then i went and saw old brendan kelly with uh with a wilhelm scream and i was like i'm Immediately, toilet paper in the ears. I'm with you. Like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. But. Yeah, I guess I'm just officially old because we both were like, it was it was beyond enjoyable. It was like, this is kind of painful. Yeah. Like, this is this is not fun. Like, it it could be fun if they just turn it down a little. Like, I, I love the music. I love the songs, the vibe. But it was just like, it was shaking our innards. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was just so loud. And we we made about four or five songs, and we both looked at each other like we we gotta go. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, it was a bummer. Yeah, man, just that toilet um, paper. Put that toilet paper in the ears. Yeah, big bummer. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I mean they're gonna have to bring toilet paper. Oh, I mean, I know they have toilet paper there. It didn't even dawn on me to try to go find some toilet paper, but I was just like, oh, I was asking the bar, and it was so loud you couldn't even communicate with the bartender. So I, my thing now at allow bars, I'll just. <laughs> Type it out on my phone, like on the little notepad. Yeah, <laughs> expand it and just hold hold up my phone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's like earplugs? Question mark? And she shook her head. I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, yeah, man. That's but uh, uh, yeah. Other than that, it was fun. Other than just me being too old, but yeah. And this is the other thing too. But like, like I said, it wasn't a metal band, and the band themselves are much older than me. I think they've been a band for like since '84. So they've probably been, they've wearing, been a band probably for been wearing earplugs since about eighty nine. <laughs> yeah, I get, yeah, I guess so. And you know the uh, the sound guy was probably I don't know if he had a background in rock or metal, but yeah, he's like, no, this is how we do it. Just just fucking cranked, like just literally, like you can see did, your clothes bouncing. Did like, it look just? Boom, yeah, boom. did it look like other people were struggling with it? Yeah, there was a few, and yeah, and it wasn't a whippersnapper crowd. Like I said, it's an older band. You know, their fan base is probably about my age, if not older. Good so for a band like that for playing there. L.A. Yeah, I'm yeah. just telling somebody here, like it's so fun to see all these bands that play in Portland because, like, bands that I like that aren't like of the moment usually skip mm-hmm. L.A. for somewhere in the outskirts. Yeah, yeah, I get. Yeah, I've had a lot of bands that I like come to Orange County or Long Beach or yeah, you know, nearby, or but Ventura, skip actual yeah. L.A. Mm-hmm. But yeah, went out, uh, did that. I mean, it was it was a fun experience, uh, other than it just being too loud. Had some good sushi last night. Ooh, where'd you um, go? Uh, went to this place in Silver Lake. Uh, Yakazu? Yakazu? <coughs> Yakuza! Right. The Japanese, Yakuza. Like the Japanese mob over by Old Spaceland there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right across from uh, the, the 7-Eleven and the, um, what was it, the Satellite? The Satellite, that that's what it is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, wonderful. We tried to go to L&E Oyster House right there, but they were uh, they were backed up. Seems like so a popping like, yeah, place, yeah. Go, go, go across the street, get some sushi. Um, 
what else? Oh, speaking of which, dude, Tuesday went to my beloved Parks Barbecue. Best Korean barbecue I've ever had. Man, you are. Um, not to be confused with the Parks Finest, the Filipino barbecue. Oh, I like, like that you, you explain know. the clarification for that every time you bring mm-hmm. up. Both of these places. Yeah. Everybody gets confused. <laughs> Everybody gets confused. I got confused. One time, Carl Hess wanted to take me to lunch, and he goes, let's go to Parks. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to argue with that. And I went to Parks Barbecue, the Korean place, and sat down. And then I texted him. I was like, I'm here. And he goes, so am I. And I'm like, where are you? And he's like, I'm sitting by the bar. I'm like, so am I. And then finally, he's like, I'm at the Parks Finest. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Carl. Because I had... I had given him, I had somebody, this was years ago on the Boogie Monster, somebody had gifted me some uh, live lobsters, or not live, but fresh, like they had, um, they like overnighted them in in, uh, dry ice and everything, and this was when I was living in the van, and I was like, oh man, what a sweet gift, (laughs) what a sweet gift. But I have no way of, of cooking. And I knew Carl was a big foodie, so I was just yeah. like, hey, Carl, you want these lobsters? He's like, yeah. So I brought him over to his apartment, and then like a week later, he's like, let me repay you. Let me take you to lunch. Oh, Meet me at Parks at noon. And I'm like, sure. Carl's and I'd already dude. been to Parks. Yeah, yeah. He's got a podcast I'd called been Yell, Parks. Yelling About Pate. He's got a, exactly. Good, podcast, good food yeah. podcast. And I'd already been to Parks at that time, so I was like, fuck yeah, Carl's going to treat me to Parks. <laughs> and, uh, that's, and, and that's how I learned about the Parks Finest. That was the first time I'd had the Parks Finest when I had to leave Parks and drive across town to the Parks Finest to get my free meal from Carl. But I was like, oh shit, this place is awesome too. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, but yeah, dude. Just threw down Tuesday at Parks. Just so good. Just just meat. Just grilled meat. Do, Lay it on Do me. you think you'll get uh, sick of it ever? Do you think, like, are imagine. you at risk of burning? Have you ever burnt yourself out on something? It's a great question. I ha- believe it or not, I have burned myself out just on barbecue in general, where there would be, like, I'll go on tour in the South or something, and it's like, by the end of the week, I'm like, wait, I've had, I've been to five different barbecue yeah. places in the last seven days, so I'm like, let me hold up. There was a period a few years ago where Katie got really into steak. She was always bringing home just good steaks, and I just remember, after about a month, I was like, we, we can't eat any red meat for a while. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta slow down. I can hear my heart wheezing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, had a good lunch there. Um, oh, saw Top Gun Maverick. What a good time! That was fun. What a good time. What a fun movie! Right? What a fun movie! It was so good. And I don't even normally like the big budget action movies. I mean, I you know they are. It's top. They're gun. It, yeah, dude. And I'm not a huge. I, I don't have anything against them, but it's not like I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan. But man, everybody. Are was you great. a Maverick fan? Man, uh, I really enjoyed it. No. What's going on with Val Kilmer? In real life, Val Kilmer has an illness where he can't oh, speak. Oh, yeah. He had, like, throat cancer, and he can't okay. talk. There's a documentary out. Yeah, he's in, uh, he's in rough shape. Okay. That sucks. Well, that, that was kind of odd, I thought. just I mean, it was cool that he was in it, but it just... I don't know if I've ever seen that in a movie where, like, someone's real-life affliction carried over into their character. So that was kind of... Well, I think it's way. just, yeah, we're remaking Top Gun. We have to have... These mm-hmm. guys in it, in it. Who yeah. cares? Even if it's, we'll ride around it, we'll figure out a way to get mm-hmm. old Iceman in there. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. I, I like uh, that Miles Teller. I thought he was great. He looked a lot. He looked a lot like Anthony Edwards. Yeah, yeah. That mustache. But yeah, fun movie. 
The only thing, maybe I wasn't paying attention, but the when they were practicing their training route, you know, and then one of the plane, one of the planes crashed, and maybe I missed. Did did they parachute out because there was like a fiery crash, and then the next scene, I believe it was like, all so, simulated. Okay, because the next scene they were like so and so's being held at the hospital for observation. And I'm like, oh, wouldn't no, they be that, dead? That was. Yeah, that was real. But uh, so I guess, but in later in the movie, some other crashes or stuff happened, and then the the pilot would uh, eject and parachute out. So maybe I just missed yeah. during that training session that somebody parachuted out. But I just saw a fiery crash, and then the next day they're like, "Oh, they're being held for observation at the hospital." I'm like, "That doesn't track. They'd be dead for sure." How small was but that yeah. guy's mouth? Which guy? The bad guy. Like the fighter pilot, that's the bad, like the jerk, the cocky guy. Yeah, he, yeah. He like a I never, cartoonishly I, yeah. small mouth. <laughs> oh man, like a Mister Potato Head mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Ed Harris showed up. Uh, John Hamm showed up. I love those characters where it's just like we're just the antagonists. We're just everything you want to do. We're just thumbs yeah, down. Gotta have an opposing, is, an opposing force. Yeah. No thanks. Good times at the movies, buddy. Where'd you go see it? At? Yeah, good. I went and saw it in Burbank because uh, I had several hours to kill because uh, I got my booming system installed. Oh yeah. Get your base Dude, cannon in the it, Subaru. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's so dumb. I like how, the, it's so I like dumb. how 10 minutes ago you are talking about how a concert's too loud. Now you're like, exactly. got a new system. <laughs> got a new system in the Outback, dude. It's so, it's so thick and thumping, dude. Like, I got... What'd I get? I got uh, one, two, three. I got four new six-inch speakers. No, two. No, four. Yeah, one in each door. <laughs> Got four tweeters. No, six tweeters. Uh, one in each door, and then two in the dash. Got the four six inches. I got an amp under the passenger seat, and then I got a 10-inch subwoofer <laughs> with a special knob. They got a little knob under the uh, steering wheel for the subwoofer, and it's so mm-hmm. thick. Like Even on zero, just with the new speakers and the amp, a lot of the music is just super bass heavy when the subwoofer is on zero, and then you just crank that subwoofer up. Like I was listening, I've been really on a '90s hip hop kick lately. I've been listening what to a lot of you tri- got, what, you got, what you got to do is you got to put the radio on in the car, then you got to stand outside mm-hmm. the car and see what's rattling, yeah. so you don't sound like one of those yeah. guys. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Tribe Called Quest lately, and good, uh, their second call. album is oh really. I was into them back in the day, and then I kind of forgot about them for like a decade. And then it's like, oh, yeah, this is some of the stuff I used to listen to. And uh, they have one album called Low End Theory, which is a couple of different, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of meanings to it. But one is just like, this is designed to to boom your system. And, uh, dude, it's when I turn the subwoofer all the way up on any one of those songs, like, it's, I'm the asshole that you can hear blocks away. Just... Like, literally rattling the back windshield. Like, when you look yeah. in the rearview mirror, you know, the rearview mirror is, like, bouncing. You can't even hardly see out of it. Like, it was just fucking ridiculous. So, you know, that's the thing. Every song, I have to kind of adjust the subwoofer just as to not be so annoying. But uh, 
you know, subwoofers like a gun. It's better to have it, not need it, than need it and not have <laughs> so, it. <you> know? <laughs> it's there in case I need it. In case of an emergency, I've got a subwoofer that'll rock your bones. With a kill switch on, just in case. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I'm a... I'm a real turd now, just running around, just thumping like a fucking 17-year-old dipshit with a baggy shorts and a straight-built straight, straight hat. Live your life, Reliving dude. I like youth. it. Having fun, man. Having real fun. Next uh, next modification, I think, is new tires and wheels. I think I'm definitely going to get some new tires and wheels. Going uh, off-road yeah. package on it's those not the, method, I'm not, method I'm not, race I'm not, wheels. I, yeah, I think I'm going to go with some uh, BF Goodrich, the KO2s. KO2s, solid off-road a, tire. Got them on the van. Yeah. Oh, you got those on the van. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, okay, they came on See, the I'm van. See, I'm do those, uh, and I haven't quite decided on the, the wheel yet. Either maybe some Black Rhino, they make some good ones, or LP Adventure makes some good ones. But now I'm trying to figure out, do I go, do I stick with the black, or I'm really, it, it's kind of, Non-traditional, but I'm, I'm a lot of people are putting the bronze wheels on some of the Subarus. Bronze is a tight look. Bronze is a very bronze. tight look. And, and I've already got some bronze accents on the Outback. they got the little tie-down markers that are bronze and the little Outback logo on the side. So I think, you know, that might look good. So I don't know. These are the things I stress oh, about in my daily life. What? Being, you're being kept like veal. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm doing something right. I don't know. <laughs> she bought me the uh, the speaker system too. Enjoy. I made the mistake of vaguely complaining about the speakers to her. She's like, "What? You know what? Hold on." And next thing I know, she's like, you mean "I made your gigs you an that Flappers Go. didn't pay for that new sound system." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the the in town spots aren't uh, bringing in a lot of income. But yeah. Katie's just like, what? You need new fucking speakers? Here's your new fucking speakers. Here's your Shut new up. Fucking speakers. Shut up. I provide for you. You're you're Sharon Stone in Casino. <laughs> <laughs> I ask her. I say, I say, I need a little spending money, and I just I hold my fingers together. This is how much I need. Yeah. How much? This much. What do you need that much? Can I go shopping, honey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh man. But yeah, things are good, man. Things are good. Uh except for the yesterday I tried to help a uh unhoused a disabled unhoused woman who was in a wheelchair. Uh I'm crossing the street, she's crossing the other way, and she's trying to do that move where, you know, they go backwards mm-hmm. up the little ramp and she's struggling. Like she I'm, I'm sitting here watching her for like 10 seconds, she just can't do it. So I just walk up to her and I go, hey, can I help you? And like I said it at the same time, I just assumed that she would be like, sure. But I I grabbed the back of her wheelchair and just started kind of pulling her back. And she started swinging her arms backwards at me. And she's like, fuck off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was just trying to help. We'll have a good day. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, like, yeah, like we were talking about this before. So, uh, you know, it's mental illness, and then it's got to be scary if you're in a wheelchair and somebody can just start pushing you wherever they want to push you. Yeah, I get that, but it's like, you know, I may, I announced my presence. I, you know, it's not like I was trying to run off with her, but I was just like, let me just help you up this little thing. Boy, she was not having it. I was like, all right, yeah, trying trying to Some help. Lady. Trust issues out on the streets. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, things are good, man. Father's Day, just hanging out. Uh, mm-hmm. We're recording, we're recording this one on Father's Day morning, and uh, no big plans today. This is. I'm, it's kind of old hat for me at this point. Yeah. Uh, oops, hold on. I got an alarm going off. I don't know if you can hear that. Uh, Kill that. I'm not picking it up. All right. But, uh, yeah, Katie's first Father's Day after her dad's passing. Yeah. So we're not quite sure what to do today, but I think we're going to go out and have a meal in honor of, of the dads. Well, I was going to say, you could so. have, like, I, have you ever had, like, a tribute meal? Somebody else's favorite food, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was thinking about doing that for my dad, but his his favorite food's not available out here in L.A. He was uh, probably he loved barbecue, but I think a notch above barbecue, um, fried catfish. My dad just loved fried catfish. Oh, okay, hush puppies and all that. You stuff. can't get fried catfish anywhere. Not out here. Nobody's not doing like a of. southern or a Creole style restaurant in L.A. Dude, no. That's what I'm. I've been telling Katie that like. If you had, there, there's a couple of great restaurants I love back in Georgia that if you kind of replicated them out here, if Burbank had some sort of like meat and three, yeah, if you had some breakfast and lunch spot where you could go get a meat and three for twelve bucks or something, oh, it would be such a hit. But there's I don't think nothing you can get any meal for twelve bucks anymore. I don't think you walk at a Burger yeah, King probably with a full meal for twelve bucks. Yeah, probably not. But yeah, there's nothing like that out here. I mean, there's. Restaurants that try to do Southern food, and the closest thing I have to like authentic Southern food is Bloodsos. Yeah, uh, obviously they do great barbecue, but they have great sides, you know, potato salad and beans, and they have collard greens. So that's the only place I can go and get a little bit of a Southern fix. But um, oh man, if you had a meat and three that had fried catfish and country fried steak and fried chicken and collard greens, oh man, you'd fried okra, you'd, you'd clean up. I had a I, but, I had a restaurant idea. The other day, because I made okay, so somebody made a suggestion on the Boogie Monster Reddit. It's a peanut butter and pickle sandwich with sriracha and a splash of soy sauce. I forgot the soy sauce, but I'm like, I'll make this. I got this stuff, and it was good. Like legit, legit good. I interesting. I enjoyed it, but it's wild flavors, and it's like we're talking. It was like about like oh it's like pregnancy food. I'm like you make a restaurant of just pregnancy cravings. It's called mm-hmm. Trimesters T R Y, and it's all these crazy combos. <clears throat> but then we looked up one website of what food pregnant women crave, and it was all pretty gross. <laughs> we're like yeah. all right, well when that idea got shot down pretty quick. What are some other things? I know the pickles. <clears throat> let me find it. Yeah, cream. let me find it. It was it was uh, it was gnarly. Hmm. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, Go I've on. never been into like the crazy combinations too much. Um. Here we go. From Cosmo. Here's a Cosmo article. Let me credit the source. This mm-hmm. Cosmo article. Twenty people. <clears throat> Twenty people share their strangest, strongest, most memorable pregnancy cravings. 
Uh, number one, uh, what woman just all she ate was chicken pot pies, legit hundreds. I'm pregnant <laughs> with my second baby, and now all I want is soup. Okay, so we got one just just a chicken pot pie baby out there, which the phrase makes it sound racist for some reason. <laughs> oh, they got they adopted one of those chicken pot pie babies, <laughs> like they got an ailment or something. It's probably going to grow up to be good at math. Yeah. Uh, oh, this isn't <laughs> this lady. I couldn't get enough margarita mix. <laughs> no. <laughs> she wouldn't drink it with the boot. Uh, cooked pepperonis, pickles wrapped in prosciutto. That's the pickles with a salty mm-hmm. thing. You're not freaking me out. No. Ice cream with hot sauce. Huh. Yeah. Okay. This isn't like a, oh, hot Cheetos dipped in yogurt. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, some of these yeah, aren't aren't as crazy contrast. as uh, some of the other ones. I haven't tried the ice cream and hot sauce, though. I, I saw some advertisement or something the other day with that um, the chili crisps sauce, like the Korean spicy chili crisps, and mm-hmm. someone was drizzling that on ice cream. Like, it's even good on ice cream. I was like, I never thought of that. Oh, here, somebody, te- somebody tested some out, and there's a chart of where they tried. Like, all right, toast and ice cream, 10 out of 10. Chicken nuggets and ice cream, 7 out of 10. Peanut butter and mayo on toast, 7 out of 10. Apples and ketchup, 2 out of 10. <laughs> Avocado and chocolate, 8 out of 10. Peanut butter and hot sauce, 6 out of 10. Peanut butter and hot sauce, that's what you get a spring roll with peanut butter sauce. I mean, that's not that weird of a thing. Hmm. We've, uh, Katie and I have both been trying to cut out sugar and... I've got the more dangerous and ferocious appetite, but she has the more potent sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not really a sweet tooth guy. I mean, I, of course, I'm not going to turn down a peach cobbler or a milkshake, but it, I don't jones for it the way I do savory food. Uh, but she's got a wicked sweet tooth. So the other day, and it's funny, too, like, she goes to bed earlier than I do, but then she'll wake up in the middle of the night and go in the living room and watch TV for a couple hours. She sleeps in shifts. Really? And then a lot of times I'll, I'll wake up in the morning and it's just like a bear got into the apartment. It's just <laughs> rip, ripped open bags of Cheetos and all kinds of shit. But uh, we pretty much, we haven't even been buying anything sweet. So there's no like dessert groceries in the house. And the other night she was fiending so bad that she she got a hold of a box of powdered sugar and she, and some saltine crackers. Okay. And she would just lick the saltine cracker, dip it in the pouch of powdered sugar, and then cram it in her mouth. Just, uh. That's a new a new approach. And she's like, I know. I just needed the sugar. It's like, at, at that point, just get a spoon. Just get a spoonful of sugar. Just She made her own... Dipping sticks. Mm-hmm. She made lickamade. <laughs> fun dip. Yeah, fun dip. She made fun dip, but with crackers and powdered sugar. Yep. Yeah, she's out of control. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Going back to uh, Father's Day. What uh, did you have any traditions for your dad when you when you lived around? No, nope. you, you know, before you moved out here. 
Y'all didn't take him out to a rest, certain restaurant every year? Uh, nope, I'm taking him out when I, I go back tonight. And so I'm mm-hmm. taking them both out because I didn't get Mother's Day. So I'm taking them both out today. They want to go to Hugo's, oh, Hugo's nice. Frog Bar. Okay, what do they that's do? What the, that's where they want to go. So I'm taking them there. Mm-hmm. It's like ste- steak and seafood that? type of place. You know, okay. I think it's, they got what? frog legs and stuff. I think some of it leaned a little bit French, but they got a few locations. Okay. In Chicago, they want to go to Hugo's Frog Bar. I take them to Hugo's Frog Bar. There you go. What is uh, what's your dad's ideal like favorite meal? Birthday <clears throat> meal, Father's dad, Day meal. The man does not speak much. He got real hooked on some sort of tequila lime pork chop. This place down the street had okay. So he's been liking that. But as far as all time mm-hmm. favorite, could not tell you. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think I got my love of dining out from my dad. He he yeah. loved going out to not like fancy restaurants, but man, he just the best was. Um, let's see if I get this correct. Uh, his birthday falls. His birthday is November twelfth, mm-hmm. and it's the day before. I think the eleventh is always uh, Veterans Day. So okay. he would go. Uh, back when they lived in Canton, Georgia, I think Applebee's or somebody would offer mm-hmm. veterans a free meal on their birthday. So on the 11th, he'd go get his free veterans meal mm-hmm. at Applebee's. And then there was a couple of spots in town. There's this Italian place called Provino's that would give you a free meal on your birthday. So that was just, there was no greater accomplishment than him getting two free meals back to back. He would always just, so Tuesday, especially we're gonna, your mother and I are going to go to Applebee's. And it's totally mm-hmm. free. And then, uh, then, then, then on Wednesday's my birthday. We're going to go to Provino's. I eat free there too. So you know, <laughs> two favorite, days out of the week, his just, favorite flavors, just a free. free meal. Yeah, yeah, he loved a good free meal. That was, I mean, I think I would, I think I double dipped at Denny's on my birthday. Cause you used to be able to get mm-hmm. free meal. Yeah, at old Denny's. Oh boy, but I don't know. Well, yeah, they, apparently they like this Hugo's Frog Bar. So I'm going to take them over there. A little steak that and seafood for the folks. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be easy going. You know, hang out in the burbs for a few days. Go to the city for a couple days. Go. And you're opening for who again? Oh, Apocalypse Hoboken. Band that I knew from way back. Mm -hmm. And I thought they were, were like, definitely one of the more exciting bands to see back. Like, they felt kind of dangerous. Really? You know, for all, like, the punk shows and everything, it still was like, all right. Everybody here seems to still... Want their parents to like who they are and not be a total joke, but they like Apocalypse Hobo. Like, oh, you guys seem like there's some. This is ominous. Yeah, um, I always liked that when I was a teenager. I liked the dangerous bands. Yeah. Like, oh man, we had a band in Atlanta called uh, Dick Delicious and the Tasty Testicles. <laughs> <laughs> And they were, it was like. That's that classy gl- Southern style for you. Yeah. Yeah, they were bluegrass band. And, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> but they were kind of uh, Guar meets Gigi Allen. Yeah. Like, oh shit, you don't know what's going And they weren't very good. <laughs> but when you're, ni- when you're 19 and you're just into metal, you're like, yes, let's go see Dick Delicious and the Tasty Testicles. Fuck yeah. We had. Uh- yeah, they have. <laughs> <clears throat> They'd have a backdrop, like a projector screen, a backdrop just with porn, 
just during the show, hey, here's some porno behind us. Mm-hmm. Fucking rock and roll, dude. We're like, yeah. You know, they'd wear like gimp masks and stuff. Who is there? They had a guy, it's Stevie Starlight, I think was who it is. And he was like, I think he still does like, like real racist jokes in between the music. <laughs> My buddy went and saw him at the bar. He's like, yeah, it was a Stevie Starlight. I remember seeing that guy's name on billboards like as a kid in front of like bar and grills. And like, mm-hmm. how was it? He's like, ooh. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, if there's if cancel culture's real, then why is this guy still getting gigs? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at his schedule now, Stevie. Playing in Evergreen Durbins at the Fire Pit. He's playing at Jimbo's down at Bourbon A. He's at Fat Daddy's in Summit, August 13. He's at the Barn Barn and Pietone. He's at the VFW. He's at the Alcep VFW, October 8th. VFW. At the Chili Cook-Off. It's the afternoon show. Probably tamed down some of the more uh, risque humors. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Stevie Sterling. Well, yeah, this guy's a fucking... <laughs> This guy's uh, <laughs> this guy's his record like this is his old record. His, his song titles like "Don't You Dare Touch My Da." I don't know what that means. I want to wear white at my yeah. wedding. Chub, <laughs> chubby little woman. Track five is chubby little woman. Chubby little woman. <laughs> uh, side two is teenage asshole. Heavy heavy petting, bopping his thing. It takes two to strangle. And beat me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and what's this guy's name again? St- Stevie Starlight. Stevie Starlight. Yeah, this All album. Right. This album is from 1980 that I'm looking at. Hmm. Stevie Starlight. <laughs> Chubby little <Man>. woman. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. Really? Oh boy. Like a well, sleeve. Should we get into a topic Let's or just make we this got a short 13 one? Minutes. We can do it. We got 13 minutes. Um, I'm going to Hawaii next week. Yeah, you are. Very excited. Yeah, you are. And I thought, you know, before I go, I should probably familiarize myself with some of the local cryptids in case uh, I have an afternoon off. I want to go mm-hmm. squatching or whatever the uh, Hawaiian version of squatching is. But I found a couple of Hawaiian cryptids I found interesting I thought I'd share with you. Sure. Um, c- of course, whether or not I'm pronouncing any of this correctly is uh, yet to be determined. But uh, one of the most often discussed cryptids in uh, the Hawaiian islands is this uh, these little guys called the Minihun. I think I'm pronouncing that right. The Minihun. Uh, it's an alleged race of hairy dwarves known to the islanders as the Minihune. These creatures are said to be around two to three feet tall with stout muscular frames covered in hair, broad shoulders, pot bellies, and faces possessing long eyebrows on a protruding brow. Um, sounds like an Ewok. Kind of mm-hmm. describing them as kind of like, which is fascinating. So, I, I was not a big Star Wars guy, but I loved the Ewoks. What was that, Return of the Jedi? Is that the second uh, one that they were yeah, in? Yeah, that was the, yeah, the third, or whichever the one they one? call it now. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But I always loved the Ewoks, and I just, this is right up my alley. Basically, like, 
pygmy squatches. As much as I love a squatch, could you imagine a fully grown, you know, not, obviously there's baby squatch, but yeah, imagine just handheld Handheld squatch. squatch. Two to three feet tall. Uh, Minihune are said to be nocturnal. They live in caves deep within the forest during the day and then uh, communicate via a series of grunts and growls. Uh, they're masters of mimicry. What uh, what, able uh, what, to I, even... I, what island are we talking mm-hmm. about here? Uh, this one, it doesn't say. That's a good question. <laughs> it's not that it didn't say. I didn't read that far. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, and I'm assuming that is important. I doubt that they, if these do exist, they, might, they may not be able to uh, traverse from island to island. But uh, they, they, mim- they can mimic human language, apparently. Um, this is one interesting thing, I thought. They're, uh, they're builders. They, they're, they're craftsmen and builders, uh, profi- proficient in constructing, constructing a wide variety of structures around the Hawaiian Islands, including homes, temples, bridges, and canals. And they're even credited uh, with building the, um, let's see if I can pronounce this correctly, Alicoco Fish Pond which is the largest aquaculture site in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, these little little two- or three-foot-tall bastards. Uh, some sightings, one of the most well-known sightings was made by a group of 40 schoolchildren and their teacher, George London, uh, in the 1940s near the Waimea Parish property. According to the report, the group spotted several of these creatures jumping around in some trees near the property. And uh, apparently when the uh, Minihune realized that they were being watched... They silently dispersed into the wilderness and into the openings below the church's foundation. So later they investigated the site, and there was no evidence of any tunnels or mm-hmm. entryways into the church's foundation. But yeah, apparently a bunch of these school kids and their teachers saw a bunch of these guys jumping around in trees and then just quietly dispersed. Uh, another sighting back in uh, t- 2006, our beloved Coast to Coast AM uh, they had a collar on, and this lady uh, described an encounter she had with the creatures when a group of 20 of them okay. passed in front of her car. She was driving, uh, 20 of these little bastards passed in front of her car. Uh, she was driving along a, rem- a remote road. In this case, they were described as little hairy humans, three feet tall, each covered in slightly different colored hair. The woman claimed to have actually hit one of the creatures and later found that there was a dent in her car and some reddish hair left behind, um, but that she no longer had access to the hair for analysis. So I don't know what she did with the hair. Theories on what these things could be. One theory is that the Minihoon may uh, represent an actual race of dwarves or pygmies, perhaps, uh, perhaps predating the arrival of the first known Polynesian settlers. Uh, another popular theory is that these miniature humanoids could have... Uh, been some relation to the Flores hobbits, the Homo Flor. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a big word. Homo Florsensius, a small race of hominids Flores whose remains hobbits, have been found. These homos, it just sounded like you called small Latinos gay. <laughs> these little homos. No, Homo Flor Florsensius, a uh, small race of hominids whose remains have been found in the Indonesian island of Flores and which are thought to have still existed just 12,000 years ago, making them contemporaries of human ancestors and suggesting the possibility that they may still live in some remote areas of mm. the Pacific. So, man, I hope I see some of these little bastards. Could you imagine just seeing a bunch of little Ewoks? 
Well, they I got know. I forget which island. Bandoleros I think it's Maui, maybe. But there's one about like the ghost soldiers that you'll see the ghost army. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah, going, I've heard about that. Yeah, going through and like you're not supposed to look at them. You have to look mm-hmm. down if you see them. Uh, so I heard about that one. Mm-hmm. You're going to Maui, you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of indigenous folklore mm-hmm. there. We listened to a lot of it on. Uh, we did Road to Hana. There's an app. I think I was telling you about it too before. It's like there's one app. It's a subscription. I haven't subscribed yet, but uh, you just play it and it goes along with your GPS wherever you're driving to offer. Interesting tidbits about where you're driving. Rachel got one just for the road to Hana. And so it tells you like, oh, there's a waterfall coming up here. And this is a story about this area. It's like the history of Hawaii and, and you know, the, 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 the you know, Cook, uh, Captain Cook who came and screwed up everything. Mm-hmm. For, but, but it's a, uh, it, it was a good thing. I, I enjoyed it. And you might learn. It didn't have so much of the supernatural type stuff. But I feel like now mm-hmm. with that kind of tech, like, apps popping up like this there's gonna be some for supernatural stuff but i mean personally i think you're gonna be so full of my ties that uh oh man speaking of which you told me about mama's fish house yeah um every single day that we're there Every hour that they're open, there's zero reservations available. Yeah, it's a popular. I mean, you can I, keep. I you can always just keep checking them because. Yeah, I may just show up and say, "Hey, anybody, anybody cancel the res-? You know, just see if they can squeeze us in. Yeah, but uh, oh, I'm so excited to. I'm excited for you, man. You're gonna have a good trip. Oh, good times. So let me tell you about uh, one more cryptid. Uh, the Moho. I think I'm pronouncing it M O apostrophe O. The moho are said to be giant lizards covered with glistening jet black scales and reaching lengths of up to 30 feet. Oh, my God. Could you imagine coming across a 30-foot fucking lizard? Buddy, it's, I can't I imagine. Mean, it's like Jurassic Park out there. Yeah. The moho are said to inhabit caves, pools, and deep ponds across the islands. Uh, these creatures are very prevalent in Hawaiian mythology, often said to be guardian water spirits or deities. And they allegedly have a variety of supernatural powers, including the ability to shapeshift into different forms. Oh, we know how you feel about shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. They that creep is, me out, man. Ooh, man, that is creepy. Uh, these giant lizards can shapeshift into small geckos, bigger dragons, or even seductive women. Watch out, she might be a moho. Uh, as well as the power to control water and the weather. It is said a sure way to tell if a moho inhabited a pond was to look for a telltale foam across the surface or special stone markers erected to denote the moho's habitat, as well as a bitter taste in the fish caught in that area. So, yeah, don't want to run across a fucking moho. Uh, Some of them are... Magical creatures just go snorkeling. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, I'm definitely going snorkeling. Definitely doing that. Um... Mostly seen as benevolent water guardians, uh, which would ensure a healthy water supply, plentiful fish, and good harvest. The moho were sometimes known to be violent when angered, washing away trespassers with giant waves or attacking with great ferocity. One story of a malevolent moho tells of a group of three of them. Now, now these, these three moho, they, they have names, apparently. There was uh, 
Kilo, Co, and Malilo. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing those. I don't know who named these giant lizards that. But these three bastards, they lived in the cliffs off of Kauai's northern coast and liked to push travelers off the edge to their doom or drown them in a river. Uh, Longbid said that before entering a pool for a swim, it is a good idea to make an offering of a small flower or branch dropped into the water just to be sure that there's no moho present. Um, if there is a moho present, uh, the offering would be squip- quickly swept away, and uh, that was your sign that uh, there might be a moho in those waters and that you should stay away. So we got giant lizards and tiny hairy dudes. That's who I'm going to be on the lookout for: the moho and the minihune. I mean, man, there's going to be real really sharks. Be great. You're going to see sharks. That's true. You might see <laughs> <That's> whales. <laughs> you know what? I'm very excited to see. You know, one of my favorite animals. I love a good turtle. I love all turtles, tortoises. You're going to see a lot. On land. The sea, sea turtles? Whatever. The sea turtles, you're not supposed to touch them. Then they come, they swim at you. Like I, it's, I a, really it's a real, like, turtles. they know you'll get in trouble. Like, watch this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hope I... We might do uh, some deep sea fishing. Might uh, get on a boat and go way out yonder and try to catch some big-ass fish. That'd be fun. You ever done that? Have I asked you that? What, fishing? Uh, deep sea fishing. No. Oh man, I did it once in high school on spring break with my girlfriend's family. We uh, there's like ten of us went out on this big boat. I caught some big ass fish. I, I don't remember the names of them, but I caught one that was probably about four feet, four feet long. This thing probably weighed like fifty, sixty pounds. Really? It was a big ass bastard. Was, yeah, it was a good times. So I got a picture of it somewhere. Did you get to keep it? I don't know what we did with it. I don't remember. I don't know if like we turned them back over to our guide and they like uh, prepped them for us or, or what. I don't remember. I don't remember what happened to it. I, I don't think I tossed it back in. I think I just turned it over to our guide and he did something to it. But yeah, that was fun. Went out for like two hours and you got to take the drama, man, because boy, it was uh, choppy. <laughs> I'm. T- I, I, I think you got. Puke. I want you to get a snorkel trip in. I want you to swim with these sea mm-hmm. turtles. <clears throat> I want you to see mm-hmm. real creepy creatures just right under the water i saw yeah. a shark the one time i was there i forget what yeah. kind it's like, it was like the non-threatening shark but it was weird to be snorkeling mm-hmm. and being like oh that's a big shark and it was whatever like the dark it was like dark with like white spots on it but it was just chilling wow. it was just chilling at the bottom in the reef how big was it if you had to guess uh probably about eight feet long maybe damn damn yeah, it looked like a it looked like a big boy. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, but but I'm excited for you, buddy. I'm excited yeah. you for eat the Thank good you, food, buddy. swim with the turtles. Mm-hmm. If you see some creatures, you beach. see some creatures. Mm-hmm. Go Maui. Go to like you got. There's so much good like tropical hiking. Yeah, I mean, we know. Yeah, when we were there, we you saw that stuff. But it, it looks it's like Jurassic Park. It looks like I mean they shot Jurassic yeah. Park in some of those places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went on a hike, me, you, and Ryan Singer. Yeah, I remember they made us do that. And for your... <laughs> it was supposed to be like 30 minutes, and it wound up being like three hours, and we were all kind of pissed. Like, Jesus, mm-hmm. when's this over? I mean, it was it was a fun hike, but it was just, I just remember being caught off guard. Like, I, I wasn't told it would be this long. Come on, let's go. 
then we had that remember that big waterfall came across this giant waterfall yeah did did we jump off i think we all did all of us jump it it's like a big drop did i don't remember i got a picture of that somewhere too we did fun stuff yeah, it was good times, good times. But yeah, my first, uh, that was in, uh, what, what island is that where Honolulu is? is that, That's uh, Oahu. Oahu, yeah. So. Which I'll be Been playing to Oahu September twice. 8th, September 23rd. Dude, that's sweet. This uh, Howley's this Howley's coming out there to do a gig. Nice. With the Blue Note. Well, let's, let's, right let's land it. Let's, let's plug, you're leaving this week. Yeah. Well, no, I'm leaving. Uh, uh, I got another week here, but yeah, this is. Uh, you know, we'll get one more episode in before I leave. But yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I leave on the uh, 28th. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. You playing this week? Yet? You playing this week anywhere? What are you doing? Uh, nothing of consequence. I do have uh, some gigs coming up in July. If you want to see me in Bakersville, California, I'll be at the Well. Looking forward to that. Uh, that's July 16th. And uh, July 18th, I'll be in Apple Valley, California, at Buckeye Jacks. Both those on my website at dumbdavestone.com. Oh, uh, new news from the uh, Kyle Kinane camp, Trampoline in a Ditch, coming out on YouTube. When, when is that? Out on, uh, putting the video out on the 23rd. They had a, It's okay. not shot like a special, but they had a camera running for the, mm-hmm. for the thing. So that's coming out in its entirety. Trampoline in a Ditch awesome. on YouTube, the 23rd. Something, just any, uh, something out there. Any uh, loose date estimate on uh, the latest special? No, that's going to be, be a couple that. months, that's though. Gonna, I think that's probably yeah, going to be the fall, yeah. Okay. But I got well, hell yeah, buddy. What stuff coming What else along? you got coming up? What do I got? You know, Should like I said, Chop Shop this Friday, Saturday. Doing opening with the punk rock bands. It's mm-hmm. good. Off with their heads is on one night. Boris Sprinklers on the nice. other night. It's gonna be good. July Philadelphia Helium, Louisville Comedy Club, Bloomington Comedy Attic in Bloomington, and then Pickathon back up here in Oregon. A music right. festival called Pickathon. You can be doing a little mandolin, a little mandolin, a little acoustic guitar. Man handling my mandolin. <laughs> I would love it. What if Kyle Kinane at Pickathon was not doing stand-up, but uh, I'm just, he's I'm just, gonna do some stringed instruments? Me and my banjo, <laughs> suck it, Steve Martin. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that. You still shredding? Yeah, I was shredding yesterday. I was I, I wasn't even shredding. I was actually trying to take a little YouTube lessons, trying to actually make some sense of all this bullshit I've been playing on guitar. I'm like, oh, that's what a pentatonic scale is. Okay, cool. <laughs> that helps. That does make that a lot of sense after playing guitar for. 35 years, a pentatonic. I should learn a pentatonic <laughs> scale, finally. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that's awesome, buddy. Uh, no accounting for taste, what, every Monday? No accounting for taste every Monday, me and Shane Torres. Hell yeah. When's the Stonebergs coming out? Stonebergs, uh, most Wednesdays. Most yeah. Wednesdays, that's right. Most Wednesdays, you can find us there. Uh, Patreon.com slash BoogieMonster, four bucks a month. Holler at your boy. Let's do it. Let's let's get out there on this Sunday. We did an AM session. It's just now. It just cracked mm-hmm. noon on a Sunday. I'm uh, getting the dust, to, getting the cobwebs out from last night. There you go. The show you I get my hearing back. Yeah, you get your hearing back. Toilet paper, man. That's the thing I remember right away. If I don't have earplugs, I go grab some toilet paper. It's not as good as earplugs, but I'm like, oh, I could still hear the band fine. I always thought, I'm like, what's the point if I'm going to a concert? I was a moron. 
What the point of going to a concert if I'm not listening and feeling it, man? Like, oh, now you have mild tinnitus, so time to start putting that. <laughs> time to start putting stuff in your ears. Maybe some chewed bubble gum. Cram that in there. I, you know, you do want to get the stuff out at some That's point. True. You do want to be able to get it out mm-hmm. of your head. But I'm not going to tell you Dave's how to live your life, you know. <laughs> Dave went to the ER last night. He got uh, Hubba Bubba stuck in his ear canal. Uh, Dave put gum in his ears again. I used to stick pebbles up my nose when I was a kid. Well, was, yeah, that's what children do. Uh-huh. I was but really if, uh, if you... amazed by the <laughs> the nasal canal. It's like, where is it? Where does that lead to? Oh yeah, I mean, it's What's it, up there? I mean, do you think you're just new to your body? Mm-hmm. Like I got holes. That stuff goes in holes. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just. But if it, it, Dave, as an adult, if you have to go to the ER because you had gum in your in your ear, I might have to. I might have to end the show. I think the show might be over. Have a good week, buddy. <laughs> you too, man. We'll talk to you later. The Boogie Monster. Network.